Welcome everyone to this episode of the Palmetto Guardian. I'm Sergeant Chelsea Weaver. Today we have a familiar face. I am again in the studio alone, so it's just going to be the two of us. So I'll let you introduce yourself to everybody. Okay. How intimate. I love it. Just me and you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Lisa Mustard and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and I work here at the Guard with uh, soldiers and also with uh, Air Guard families um, dealing with all kinds of issues and um, support them as they um, just go about their day in life on life's terms, I guess. <laughs> One way of saying it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you've been watching or listening to our podcast, Lisa's been on a lot, so you should know who she is, but if not, we're glad to have you back and Thanks. talk about a very important topic. Yes. Very important topic. Yes. So um, this month for June is PTSD Awareness Month, and we everything we talk about, we always say that it's not just that month that we should be discussing these topics or um, bringing them up. It's definitely something that we should be talking about year-round, mm -hmm. um, but it's good to have you come in, and we can dive a little deeper into um, the awarenesses and especially PTSD and stuff like that. Cause I mean, it's a big issue with military yes. uh, personnel and stuff like that. So I guess we'll just jump right in. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that what we talk about today is um, more like psychoeducation. It's not clinical advice. If you are working with a therapist, um, please don't, you know, stop working with your therapist and say you heard something on a podcast and you're just good to go. So what we're talking about today is just for information. And if you would like more information, you know, feel free to reach out to me or one of the other um, counselors or behavioral health specialists with the guard. And once again, that number to reach us anytime, 24-7-365 is 800-681-2558. And one of us will call you back as soon as we can and um, find out what's going on. So yes, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, that is what PTSD stands for in June is PTSD Awareness Month. And like you said, it is something that we need to be talking about. And I don't know about you, but I do talk about it a lot in my day-to-day. -day. <laughs> so um, I'm glad to be here and to talk about PTSD. Um, I don't have all the facts or all the statistics to throw at you guys. You can Google that. It's out there. Um, but one of the uh, mental health issues that I do talk about, soldiers and airmen, service members with is about PTSD and they want to know, do I have it? <laughs> is this, is this PTSD? And, um, one of the things that I, I mean, we can, I can definitely do a clinical assessment. In fact, I would love it if that's what you were needing for you to get a clinical assessment before you go around saying you have it, because there are, um, different, criteria to meet to have an official PTSD diagnosis. Um, you hear people throw it around a lot like, oh, I have PTSD from that. Or, And I think in some ways um, that's fine. Like it brings awareness to those, those words. But at the same time, please know that PTSD is like a combination of um, symptoms that one would experience. And the main thing that all PTSD, um, I don't know what the word is, survivors uh, have is that they've experience a traumatic event of some sort. And the, tra the trauma is going to be different for everybody. And in fact, let's just, you know, use you as an example, a combat veteran, you might have experienced something on deployment, you know, you and your battle buddy experienced the exact same thing in the moment and you walked away fine and your battle buddy might have had some serious repercussions from witnessing that event. So just because you've witnessed the same event as somebody else doesn't mean that 
that person should be good to go, mm-hmm. you know? So the, like, try not to judge if somebody is, you know, telling you about their trauma. And you might think the trauma is like, well, it's not a big deal, but we're not here to judge the trauma at all. We're here to process the trauma and assess the trauma and help that uh, service member decide how they want to approach dealing with whatever they've got going on. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's important to point out. Yeah. First. Now, with you bringing that up, I've never thought of it that way as far as two people going through the same um, traumatic experiences and one not having really a reaction versus the other. Is that more of like characteristic traits or just how people yeah. perceive? Like, how does, yeah, that's a how does really, that make a difference? That's a really good question. Um, and that's something that, you know, we, we may not never know the exact mm-hmm. answer, but it definitely has something to do with the resiliency of a person. It also has to do, you know, their ability to bounce back and um, have they faced hardships in the past and they have, they've been through working through something and they know how to handle some type of trauma or, you know, a situation that comes to them. They've, they've maybe been through it before and they've worked through it and that resiliency kind of comes through. Yeah, definitely personality plays a role in it. Also, too, um, you know, one of the things that we're learning is that folks who um, have PTSD is that they may be, and it's like really, really affecting them. Chances are maybe they've been traumatized multiple times in their lives. So um, it really just depends on personality. It depends on the resilience. It depends on their support system. um, So many factors. But the role that we have as people who want to support and help is not to judge whatever it is that they've been through or make a judgment call because apparently, obviously they are experiencing um, hardship because of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy to think about because um, now with that though, can that be later on affect them and them not realizing maybe in that moment that they're fine, but then maybe something else happens and then they go down the rabbit hole and all that. Yeah. Multiple traumas over the years unresolved you know definitely definitely yes and that's that's I don't want to say that's common but when I'm talking with somebody and you know they're finally ready to talk about getting help usually it's not just one event Mm -hmm. there's other things that have happened Um, or there's one event that they've experienced and then the support system around them almost like it invalidated their experience so they felt like they didn't have a way, they didn't have support. So it almost made it worse for them. Like they felt judged or they felt invalidated. And so, and so they almost like, it makes it worse because mm-hmm. I can't share that. So it's almost like a re-traumatizing. It's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that's going to be the, um, pr- the process or the, um, the path for everybody, but I do, I do notice that. Yeah. Now, another thing too, um, which I think it's not as big of a stigma anymore just because of the new generation and everything, but I feel like back in the day, PTSD was revolved around combat Mm -hmm. and deployments and stuff, but that's not the case. I mean, anybody can experience any kind of trauma, whether they're in the military, not in the military, deployed, Mm -hmm. like there's different situations for everything. So um, I think it's good that we talk about that as well, because that way, hopefully people will get the help that they need and not feel like, Oh, well I have this problem and I don't feel comfortable talking about it because this person next to me experienced something worse. Right. And so trying to break down those walls of no, everybody is okay to talk about something that's bothering them. Right. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think 
when you said back in the day, I'm not quite sure what you mean, but <laughs> back in the day, probably like, I don't know, early 2000s, I'm guessing when we were really maybe deploying more. Yeah. Well, and I, th I think older generations yeah. too, because, um, I mean, like my grandparents' generation gotcha. and stuff, they didn't get the help they needed because there wasn't the resources that there are now. And so, right. Right. and, and now that it is a, a well-known thing, I think that people, um, link it to the military, but it's not always the military. No, no. And in fact, I can't remember y'all. Like, I hate to tell you something. I can't remember the, there was a, a study done, um, a while back and they were assuming that anybody who went into combat would have PTSD and that's not the case. It's more, and I think what they found was so folks that did develop PTSD actually had had a trauma prior to that. So it's, I mean, it definitely happens, definitely happens where, you know, you go to combat, you have an experience and you do get PTSD. Um, but it's not that combat does that to mm -hmm. everybody. So I think that's important to note. Um, and yeah, I mean, I remember my grandfather, World War II veteran, he never talked about it. Mm -hmm. He never talked about it. But that's what that generation did. They didn't talk about it unless they were together. And I think that, you know, they had those times to get together and they were with each other. And it was like that, that camaraderie, that, um, you know, being together for him, it was like that was his therapy. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew other people in my family served Vietnam and it was a completely different experience for them. You know, they came back and they were hated by the Americans. So American, a lot of American public. Um, and so I see and hear about a lot of, you know, Vietnam veterans who are, have PTSD. Um, and I don't, you know, I was a baby when all that was going on. So I don't, I can't really speak to that as a, as a, as a therapist. Um, but nowadays, you know, a lot of the, the service members, the trauma isn't because of the military. It's because of something that happened outside of the military. Mm -hmm. um, so it is, it's, it's interesting how, you know, it could be, it can be anything. It can be anything. Um, it could be a car accident. It can be assault. It can be abuse. It can be um, robbery. It can be anything, you know, and, or it could be an argument you had that went, you know, so it's, it can be a number of different traumatic events. So it's, you never know what people are going through really. Yeah. You really don't. So be kind, be <laughs> kind people. <laughs> yes. So I know, um, talking about all the different topics with behavioral health and everything that you've come and talked to us about, mm -hmm. we've always talked about resources. Sure. Is there any other different new resources that we might not have talked about yeah. <laughs> or yeah. we could go over things that we have discussed before? Yeah. Well, um, if you mind or don't mind, before we go into that, I, I would like to talk a little bit about the four different types of PTSD symptoms yeah. so people have an idea of mm -hmm. like, because it is Awareness Month, mm -hmm. right? And part of Awareness Month is talking about what is it, mm -hmm. um, why we should be, and then... I know when it comes to an awareness month, I think the goal of it isn't to just like, oh, it's June. So now we have to talk about it. It's let's like really amp it up for June and really pay attention and talk about it and then carry that over into July. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and let's see, you know, we just learn about it is to educate and to um, kind of listen to uh, anybody who might be dealing with it. So when it comes to PTSD symptoms, um, like I said, everybody experiences the symptoms differently. Um, but one of the symptoms that's important is that you feel like you're relive reliving the event or re-experiencing the symptoms. Um, you can have nightmares, you know, you feel like you're going 
through it again, like a flashback. That's a big one, having flashbacks. Um, you might have triggers where you smell something, hear something, um, or see something that takes you back or triggers you into an emotional response. Um, you know, news reports, seeing an accident or hearing fireworks are even examples of triggers. Um, I know that come July 4th, there's usually something on social media about think about your veterans as you go out and do fireworks because you might trigger, but you know, we, we can't know that we're going to do that just because we want to set off fireworks, but know that if, you know, think about that, or would that be a trigger for you? Would that be something that would remind you of a trauma that you um, have experienced? Um, the, another symptom is avoiding things that remind you of the event. Um, so you don't go to crowds. One of the things I hear most often from service members is they don't go to Walmart. They don't like Walmart. They don't <laughs> like the crowds. And I don't know why it's Walmart, but it's like, I don't like to go to Walmart. I don't want to go to Walmart. Um, so that, and main, mainly because there's a lot of crowds that can be, and there's a lot of aisles and the finding the exit can be, can be hard. And I hear that a lot going into a restaurant, sitting with your back mm -hmm. so you can see the exit. I mean, I think that's just military, you know? Yeah. I know a lot of people that are like that. Yeah. yeah. That's just being, that's, if you ask between you and me and the wall and people <laughs> listening, I mean, that's just good to be aware. Yeah. Like going, when I go to the movie theater, I'm looking for the exit. You know, I'm always knowing where my exits are. Um, so I think that's smart, but I also think that it can become, um, a problem, mm -hmm. you know, if it's like you're hyper aroused and you can't calm down sort of thing. Um, let's say you were in a natural disaster issue, you know, that was your trauma. You're going to avoid watching movies or, you know, listening to stories about like hurricanes or earthquake, anything like that. Um, and then another one, another avoidance symptom is you might try to keep yourself really busy um, to avoid getting help because you don't want to talk about the trauma. So you just get are busy a lot. Mm -hmm. um, also having more negative thoughts and feelings than before the, before the event. So um, you may feel numb, unable to have positive or loving feelings towards other people. You have a loss of interest in things that you used to like to do. Um, you may forget parts of the trauma and not be able to talk about them. Like you might say, I just can't remember it. I can't remember what happened after that. Um, you think the world is completely dangerous and no one can be trusted and you feel guilt or shame about the event and wishing you had done more to keep it from happening. Um, that's a really, really big, that's a big cluster of symptoms. And um, when I talk to soldiers, I'm really going to be looking for, I say soldier service members, I'm really looking for that because that can be really difficult. And if you have more negative thoughts than you um, would like, um, that can be worrisome, you know. Mm -hmm. Also, feeling on edge or keyed up, hyper arousal, hyper arousal, um, like feeling jittery, always on the lookout for danger. Um, you're angry and irritable. You might have a hard time sleeping, hard time concentrating. You're startled by loud noises or surprise, um, and you might find yourself increasing, you know, unhealthy habits like abusing drugs or alcohol or driving really fast and aggressively. So those are things that when someone comes to me and they want to know if they have PTSD, I'm assessing for those things. And I'm, I'm not just checking the box, checking a box. I'm really doing what I would call a clinical interview. Like how, on a, you know, how severe are these symptoms? How often do you have these symptoms? How long have you had these symptoms? Um, what have you tried to do to help relieve the symptoms? I mean, really kind of getting into a, um, an assessment because 
a lot of times people think that they've, they have a little bit of anxiety because of an event. So they have PTSD and that's anxiety. That's not PTSD. Yeah. I'm There's glad a difference. You, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I have heard people talking about, well, if you have anxiety, then it, you, you probably have PTSD. Like how do you differentiate between the two? Like what's the difference between just having anxiety right. and versus having like actual PTSD? Well, anxiety is a symptom can be, a, is a symptom usually of PTSD. So, um, there, you have to meet the other criteria that I just listed mm -hmm. in certain categories to have the full on PTSD diagnosis, like, um, the, the nightmares, the flashbacks, the triggers, um, you know, negative thoughts, anxiety is more, um, you can have sleeping issues. Mm -hmm. You can have a loss of interest in things you used to like to do, but usually there's not like a trauma that's going to give you the diagnosis of anxiety. So there's a difference. You got to have a trauma to have PTSD, like a trauma. I don't, I'm not going to tell you your trauma isn't mm -hmm. enough to have that diagnosis, but then you also have to meet these other criteria to have the PTSD full on diagnosis. And so, um, a lot of people think they might have it, but a lot of times they just have some, you know, generalized anxiety. Okay. Um, so besides that, is there anything else about the different um, types of PTSD that you wanted to talk about? I think it's, um, I don't know. I, I guess one of the things I see a lot around here is, and I say it with a smile because I've been here a while now, is I see um, some some service members that are leaving the guard, they're retiring out and they have unresolved PTSD. And I just, my hope and my wish for them as they leave is that they get the help that they need. So that's really my wish for them um, because it can be a later onset, mm -hmm. you know, and it could be something like maybe you did experience something in deployment and then as you're getting older, something else happens and then you are dealing with PTSD. So you know, being aware of your, these symptoms is really important. Your sleep, your habits, um, your thoughts about yourself, um, your support, um, all that is really, really important. But I know you wanted to talk about resources. Before. Yeah, I do have another question though. Before okay, we, sure. So um, can you, I don't want to say be cured, but can you get rid of or can you work through yes. your PTSD and not have it anymore? Yes. Okay. Totally. I mean, totally can. Uh, like any any mental health um, issue is totally, you can. Um, it's, I mean, there's lots of different treatments out there that work. And not everybody's going to respond to the treatments the same way. So if you haven't found a treatment that works, keep looking. Because mm -hmm. there's lots of new things coming out. Um, and I'm smiling because there's actually, I mean, I know I told this, I know I shared this on other podcasts, um, but there's actually cutting edge research with psychedelics and PTSD going on. And the closest clinical trial for us is down at MUSC in Charleston. And it's fascinating um, taking, using this clinical trial to, uh, it's like, I can't recall off the top of my head, it's like 60 to 80% remission of PTSD symptoms when they go through this um, treatment. It's really cool. Hmm. It's it's going to change. Mm -hmm. It's going to change the way that we treat mental health moving forward. I'm convinced. Um, but there's you know there's there's talk therapy. There's exposure therapy. There's um, EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which helps your brain work through trauma memories, and that works really well for for many many people. Um, and then of course there's 
you can take medication. Um, and then if you guys are interested in learning more about the PTSD uh, psychedelic clinical trials, you can, you can just Google that and they're, they're looking for, you know, people to come and be a part of the, um, the treatment. Cause it's, it's going to eventually going to be the thing. I'm convinced. Like I've seen enough. I've seen, I've read enough about it. I've seen enough stories. I've seen enough veterans talk about how it, how their symptoms are in remission, you know, or if they do have um, a flashback, it doesn't affect them like it used to. So it's, it's pretty fascinating. And none of this is magic. Like, I don't want people to think like you go and you take the psychedelic and you're cured. It's like, it's therapy. Like you're going to go and you're going to be there and you're going to have all these therapy sessions and then you're going to do the medication and then you have more therapy. So you're, you're processing the event and you're reprogramming your brain on how to uh, handle the, the, the memories. Um, same thing with EMDR. I remember years ago uh, they were calling it this like voodoo mind trick and it's not, it's, <laughs> it's, it's therapy with, um, with this eye movement, you know, thing that goes with it and it just helps your brain kind of like, rebalance itself. And it's great. There's so many therapists, um, in South Carolina that are, uh, licensed in it or certified in it. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody wants to try EMDR, it's usually approved by your health insurance, TRICARE, all that. So, um, you can point you in the right direction if that's something you want to try. We don't do that here at the guard it, as behavioral health specialists. Um, we would more, we would like refer you to somebody mm -hmm. that could do it with you or for you. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy how your brain works. Like, Truly, <laughs> it's it's mind blowing because it's not just behavioral health. It's like everything that you deal with in life, like how it shapes you into who you are and then going through experiences and figuring out how to come out on the other side, knowing how to deal with situations that are a lot more difficult than you might want or stuff like that. But yeah, yeah and that's life. Life is just <laughs> going through your day and having experiences and, mm -hmm. you know, doing this for so many years. I, I'm, I, my hope is that everybody has a good support network and everybody has mentors and everybody has a way to unwind and, you know, deal with stress um, and, you know, has, have those coping skills for life. Because I think that's really what's, what's needed mm -hmm. to start with. Yeah. So. So outside of that, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or other resources maybe? Um, well, you know, I, I love the, um, the free stuff. So if, if you are a combat veteran, um, and well, if you're a veteran, you know, you can, all, you can go to the VA and they have all kinds of programs around PTSD. You can go to the vet center, if you're a combat veteran. Um, if you've been diagnosed with PTSD and you're working with a therapist and things are moving along and you're looking for like, uh, other things you can add in, don't forget the big red barn has like some, um, holistic classes, yoga, art therapy, equine therapy, just some other things to bolster, you know, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course, like healthy activities are so important. Also take yourself off of social media. Just, uh, I say, take yourself not so much take yourself off, but set a time limit for scrolling because I'm convinced, I am convinced that it does not help our mental health. It doesn't help our self-confidence. It doesn't help our self-esteem. It doesn't help our depression, anxiety, and it can make it worse. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe that's a whole other topic we can talk about on another episode because I'm kind of fascinated by that whole dopamine, what's going on with our, our dopamine and why we seek out pain and pleasure. 
Yeah. So maybe we'll talk about that next. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't think we've ever talked about that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is there, well, besides that, is there anything else before we close out that you would like to add maybe? Yeah. It just, you know, if you have, if you have questions about this or you want to learn more, or maybe you want to get yourself assessed for PTSD, you can always reach out to uh, the behavioral health specialist in your region that, that covers your area. If you don't know who that is, um, you can always call the 800 number, 800-681-2558. You can ask your readiness NCO. Some people don't want to ask their readiness NCO <laughs> who the behavioral health specialist is because then they go, oh, you got to behave. So I get that. Like, I know. Um, but we are uh, confidential and, and we we will um, help as best to our ability and get you the, the resource and support that that you need. So I think that that's, that's probably it. I can't think of anything else. So... I guess, happy PTSD Awareness Month to you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really glad that you were able to come in and talk to us about this. We'll definitely, like I say always, have you back on to talk about something. Um, but I'm glad that you were able to come in and shed more light on this topic because it is something that we should be talking about all the time. Yeah. But All right. Well, if you guys like this um, episode, make sure you give it a big thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed to our channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button and we will catch you guys in the next episode.